sick of sin. One day you became sick of sin. And you went to the right doctor and you were healed. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You were sick of sin. See, the fleshly doctors, as good and knowledgeable with all their medicines and instruments, they can't remove sin out of your life. But we went to the right healer. We went to the one that had received stripes on his back before he went to the cross. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Before he went to the cross, he took those stripes for you and me. And he went to the cross and he hung there as they give him more torture. And caused him more pain. And he said, Father, forgive me. For they know not what they do. Mm -hmm. And when the time of his blood come for it to be shed, his father turned his face away from his son. He bore the sins of the world. And he cried and said, Father, it is finished. Because the Father would look on the sins that he took on the cross with him to bear for this world. The Father wouldn't look on that sin. But he took that sin and tossed it as far the way is possible. The sin of this world. And Jesus cried out, It is finished. If you have your Bibles, go with me tonight to 2 Chronicles, the 28th chapter. 2 Chronicles, the 28th chapter. We're going to see what a sin-sick life is like. A sin-sick life. <clears throat> 28 chapter, 2 Chronicles. Talks about Ahaz being king of Judah. So Ahaz was 20, verse 1, 20 years old when he began to reign. That's quite young. 20 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. But he did not that which was right in the sight of the Lord like David his father. Then it spells out what his life 
was involved in. He walked in the ways, it says, of the kings of Israel. And made also molten images for Babel. Moreover, he burnt incense in the valley of the son of Enon and burnt his children in the fire after the abominations of the heathen whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. He sacrificed also and burnt incense in the high places and on the hills and under every green tree. Verse 24 and 25. And Ahaz gathered together the vessels of the house of God and cut in pieces the vessels of the house of God and shut up the doors of the house of God and made him altars in every corner of Jerusalem and in every several city of Judah, he made high places to burn incense unto other gods. To other gods. And provoke to anger the Lord God of his fathers. Then it says, Ahab slept, verse 27 with his fathers and they buried him in the city even in Jerusalem but they brought him not into the sepulchres of the kings of Israel and Hezekiah his son reigned in his stead he was a man that was sin sick Every abomination that Satan could arouse in his mind, he would do. He worshipped. He worshipped idol gods. He made high places or high places all around Jerusalem. To worship and pay homage to these images. Burn incense unto them. But unto the Lord God of his fathers, he did not. He took all the vessels that he could gather out of the Lord's house, cut them into pieces took them and distributed them among the idol gods that they had placed all around about the city. That they meant nothing to him because they had been vessels that had been dedicated to the God of Israel. Oh, what such a sinful, sick man that he was. But there was one, I believe, that was much sicker than he was. That was his son. Hezekiah was sick of watching his dad 
do the things that he was doing. He was sick of the lifestyle of what he saw that his dad continuously did. It no doubt made him sick probably physically many times that he'd see him burn the children offered to sacrifices to idol images. And it made Hezekiah sick to his stomach, sick to his heart. Maybe he longed in his heart for his dad to get his life right. To make things right with God Almighty. But Mother Mark, he didn't. He didn't. Hezekiah decided, he made a decision in his mind, in his heart, that when I'm put on the throne, I'm not going to be like my dad. You heard the old saying, how the children many times will follow in their parents' footsteps. The young boy may idle his dad so that he'll walk in his footsteps. And up to a certain age, many times they'll say, I want to be what my dad is. If he's a farmer or if he's a fireman or if he's a law officer or if he's a doctor or whatever he may be, I want to be like my dad. And then after they get up to be so big, they'll start thinking about other things that they might, could be, might want to be. But I believe Hezekiah became sick to his heart about how his dad lived and the things that his dad done. And he did this for 16 years while he was on the throne. Well, it seemed like he lived a short life, didn't he? When he was 20 years old. And he did this for 16 years. That seemed like a short life, 36 years in their time. It was short. And the Bible tells us, he that sows evil is going to reap evil. He that soweth bad things is going to reap bad things. You're going to reap what you sow. And Ahaz's life was short-lived. And then comes the time of his son, Hezekiah. And it says in chapter 29 that Hezekiah began to reign when he was five and twenty years old. Very young man himself. And that he reigned for twenty-nine years in Jerusalem over Judah. But it says in verse 2, And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David his father had done. And he'd seen all the things that had made him sick of the horrible things that his dad had done while he reigned. Maybe he said to himself, 
Brother Curly, I'm not going to be like my dad. Right. I refuse to be like right. my dad. Right. I refuse. Refuse to live a life like my dad has lived. I'm going to make a decision to do what's right. You know, that's true. We all make decisions either to do right or to do wrong. Amen. Amen. It's none of this the devil may be doing. Oh yeah, the devil can bring the temptation, but he cannot make you do it. You have to yield to that temptation to do evil. He can't literally force you to do it. He'd like to, but he can't. He can only bring that temptation and dangle it before you constantly that you'll either receive it, embrace it, or you'll reject it and cast it from you. And Hezekiah knew he didn't want to be like his dad. Why? Because he was sick of sin. His heart had been sickened through the sinful things that his dad had done. And I don't want to in no wise be like him. Right. I want to do that which is right like David. Like David. Amen. My great grandfather did. I want to do like he did. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to follow in his steps. Like he did. Right. Praise the Lord. I don't want to do like my dad has done. Amen. And it said in verse 3, he opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them. He brought in the priests and the Levites. Verse 5, he said unto them, he said, hear me. You Levites. He said sanctify yourselves. And sanctify the house of the Lord. God of your fathers. And carry forth the filthiness. He said out of the whole place. It's house cleaning time. It's house cleaning time. You ever had some filthiness in your house? You've looked at it long enough. And you said it must go. <laughs> Amen. Some things that are you saw, you know, some dirt piled up or something that you didn't like, and you said, I gotta give that attention and remove it. Well, Hezekiah said, It's house cleaning time here. It's time for us to have a revival. It's time for a revival church. Right. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, yes it's oh, hallelujah. It's time for a revival. Amen. I can just see Hezekiah saying, we've gone in defeat long enough. I want some victory. And we know the God that can give us victory. Right. Amen. But we've got to turn to Him and do what's right according to His word. Right. According to His command. We've got to do what's right and we want His blessing. He called the Levites and he said, I want you to sanctify yourself. And then I want you to sanctify the house. He said, and all the filthiness in the house, get it out. Get it out. Praise the Lord. 
We fixing to call on God for a revival. Amen. This nation is fixing to be awakened, praise the Lord. Oh, to the God who loves us, the one who made us, who we are. One that is able to keep us. And is give our fathers victory after victory. And we want that victory ourselves. He said in verse 6, he said, Our fathers trespass and done that which was evil in the eyes of the Lord our God, and they forsaken us. He said, many of those in the years behind us, he said, they have forsaken the Lord our God. He said, but every time I read of our fathers that did that which was right unto him, he gave the blessings. But said, we've had some that has did evil in the eyes of the Lord our God. Could he been seeing very clearly one of them was his dad, Ahaz. They may have been some of you that supported my dad. You stood behind him, but that has come to an end. Amen. We're not following what he reigned and done any longer. Amen. That's coming to an end. He took the vessels out of the house of God, cut them into pieces, carried them to high places, scattered them before the, the images that had been built and the high places they went into worship, and he nailed shut the doors of the temple. No one could go in. What he said. He said they turned away their faces from the habitation of the Lord. His dwelling place. Where he would meet with us. We could meet with him. They turned their backs on him. They shut the doors up of the porch. He said in verse 7. Put out the lamps that represented his spirit. Burning day and night. Those lamps would burn day and night continuously. And the Levites' duty, it was their duty to keep oil in the lamps continuously. And the lights always, the lamps of God continued to burn in the temple, representing His presence. And He said, They've not burnt incense nor offered burnt offerings in the holy place unto the God of Israel. He said, wherefore the wrath of the Lord was upon Judah and Jerusalem and he had delivered them to trouble. He said, when you're looking now, you're seeing that we've got brethren, we've got family that's in captivity. He said, the reason that come about, he said, because of what they done, because of our fathers committing evil and shutting God out. And said he delivered them over to trouble and to astonishment. And he said that astonishment's like this. I just can't believe that you know God will come and rescue us. He won't come down and bless us like he has many times and give us victory over our enemies. Mm -hmm. And he said, and to his <laughs> at least give us 
scorn. He said, as we see with our eyes, that's what's happened. For lo, our fathers have fallen by the swords, our sons and our daughters and our wives, they're in captivity this very day for this. But then he said, verse 10, now, now, it's not going to be like it was. Now things are going to change. Amen. You had someone fired up for the Lord and things have gone on that's been wrong, but when they're fired up for the Lord and living right and they go to a place that they've been placed in charge, they said all this rumpus that's been going on, it's been to the change. Now it's going to change for the better. Praise the Lord. Now, he said, it's in my heart to obey the Lord. It's in my heart to do what is right. Praise the Lord. Now, he said, I want to make a covenant with the Lord God of Israel that his fierce wrath may turn away from us. My sons, he said, be not now negligent. For the Lord have chosen you to stand before Him, to serve Him, and that you should minister unto Him and burn incense. And it said the Levites arose, and He named all the names of the Levites. And said, and they gathered their brethren together in verse 12 and sanctified themselves as he called out to everyone that should do this, they were in obedience to him and said they sanctified themselves and they came according to the commandment of the king by the word of the Lord to cleanse the house of the Lord. It's house cleaning time. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All the filthiness that's been in God's house. Amen. It's time to clean out the things that were brought in and burnt offered sacrifices on the altar before they nailed the doors shut. The filthiness that was brought in and the, the vessels of honor and things that represented the purity of God was taken out. He said the filthiness that's in the house has got to go first. Amen. Uh, what people said being saved, getting saved is like a pumpkin. <laughs> said like being a pumpkin. You ever heard of that? He said God goes when He begins to work with us. We want to be saved. Said He takes the top, He goes in, and said He starts to get out all that gunk inside. You ever went and messed with a pumpkin and you got all the inside, all the seeds and pulp, got all that out first? You know? So you'd have nothing but a pure pumpkin to work with. That you could make some good pumpkin pies or <laughs> pumpkin rolls or whatever you wanted to do. You had the real meat substance to work with. But all that gook had to go. <laughs> and he said all this infiltrativeness has got to be taken out of the house of God. Amen. If we want to have favor with God, this here stuff's got to go. We got to have house honey. We got to get the house clean. When you get the house clean. But before they can get the house clean, he said, you got to make sure first that you clean. Amen. 
Amen. Don't come tell the house how to live until you're living right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Don't tell you know those in the house what to do until you know what to do. <laughs> he said, get yourself in order. Get yourself lined up to the Lord, praise God. And it said, and the priest went into the inner part. See, the Levites couldn't go into the inner part. So the priest went into the inner part of the house of the Lord to cleanse it. And they brought out all them cleanness that they found in the temple of the Lord and to the court of the house of the Lord. And the Levites took it and carried it abroad into the brook cave. Verse 18 said in one, they went in to Hezekiah the king and said, said then they said, we have cleansed the house of the Lord and the burnt or and the altar of burnt offerings with all the vessels thereof and the shewbread tables with all the vessels thereof. Moreover, all the vessels which King Ahad did what he had in the house, what he brought in in his reign, he said, we've cast away in his transgression. And said, we have prepared and sanctified. And behold, they are before the altar of the Lord. Hezekiah the king arose early, gathered the rulers of the city, and went up to the house of the Lord. And they brought seven bullocks and seven rams and seven lambs, seven he goats, for a sin offering for the kingdom and for the sanctuary for Judah. He commanded the priests, the sons of Aaron, to offer them on the altar of the Lord. So they killed the bullocks, and the priests received the blood and sprinkled it on the altar. Likewise, when they had killed the rams, they sprinkled the blood upon the altar. They also killed the lambs, and they sprinkled the blood upon the altar. And they brought forth the he goats for a sin offering before the king and the congregation and laid their hands upon them and the priests killed them and they made reconciliation with the blood upon the altar to make atonement for all Israel. For the king commanded that the burnt offering and the sin offering should be made for all of Israel. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. That sounds like they were in the works there of revival. Amen. Of a revival on the, on the move. Amen. The, Revival was in the works of what was taking place here. Amen. All these things that they were doing in cleansing the house of God and bringing back in the right offerings, bringing back in the right sacrifices, the, the burnt offerings that would be brought to the altar, everything was being according to what God had already stated and how it should be. And everything getting in line with what God stated, well, they were getting themselves lined up and ready for the move, the power of God to come in. See, when God's people oh, begin to line up with what God says in His Word, when we begin to call on heaven, when we begin to ask God that we need His help, we can't do it by ourselves. Oh, God comes in when we start doing what's right and He begins to show Himself. Oh, He begins to give us favor of what's needed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 27 said, Hezekiah commanded off the burnt offerings upon the altar. And when the burnt offerings begin, the song of the Lord. <laughs> you don't think rejoicing begins to happen when the presence of God comes into his house? 
and he begins to show up and want to bless his people. It said, what happened? That the song of the Lord began also with the trumpets and with the instruments ordained by David, king of Israel. And all the congregation worshiped and the singers sang and the trumpeters sounded. And all this continued until the burnt offering was finished. Oh, you can just imagine in your mind they had offered these sacrifices on the altar of everything that God said was acceptable and that was clean. They didn't offer anything that was unclean on the altar. They had everything according to how God had stated that He would receive as a sacrifice and they were pleasing the Lord. Oh yes, and in doing what they were doing, I believe some of them began to feel happy. And they said, I feel something. Don't you feel something? I feel like the presence of the Lord is in this place. Amen. So they begin to get joyful. And the next thing you know, Sister Pearl, they begin to sing a song. Oh, they begin to rejoice to the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. They begin to sing the songs of joy to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Because they could feel His presence moving in the house. Praise the Lord. And it said, verse 29, when they had made an end of offering, the king and all that were present with him bowed themselves. They worshiped. And they worshiped. And they worshiped. And moreover, King Hezekiah and the princes commanded the Levites to sing praise unto the Lord with the words of David. And was Aphaz, the singer. And they sang praises with gladness, bowed their heads, worship. <sighs> Singing praises with gladness. Things are right like they're supposed to be in the house once again, in God's house. See, that's why it's important for God's people to also sanctify and keep themselves clean. But he wants his health, or his house kept clean too. He wants to keep his house clean. He don't want all kind of filthiness brought in to his house. He don't want sin that will be embraced. See, that's what Ahab done. Ahab was bringing in sinful abominations. Things that God forbid in his word. Bringing those things into the house of God to pollute the house of God. To pollute the altar of God. Of course, it caused the presence of God to leave. And at last, Ahab decided, I'll get even with Israel. Oh, I'll get even with those that won't support me. And what I'm doing, I'll just nail tight the doors. They won't be able to come into the house. But he didn't know one day behind him his son who was sick of what he'd seen his daddy doing. He was sick of that. I met a few individuals in this world that come from homes that were terrible. They come from fathers that were terrible. Didn't care to provide for them. Maybe heavy drinkers. Wouldn't want to work because of heavy drinking. Provide for their family. 
or some other means that they wouldn't provide for me and said, I'm going to be like my dad. I'm tired. I'm sick of the way he treats us, where he treats my mom. Sick of that. I don't want to be like him. I'm going to be very opposite that he is. As God said, I'm going to be the opposite of what my dad is. Amen. Uh, when you look at my life, I don't when you see anything that resembles mm -hmm. my dad, Ahaz. Because he's not a man that I idolize in my life and look up to. He's a man I look down with scorn. Yeah, I look upon him with scorn. Oh my. I didn't like the way he lived his life and the awful, sinful things that he did. I got sick of all that was going on. And that my dad, he was the leader of it. He was the one that pushed it all. He was the one that was causing it all. Because he was the main man. Everybody bowed down to him because he's king. But he said, I ain't going to live like that. Amen. I know the king who I want to bow to. Amen. And that's my father in heaven. He said, I want to bow to him. And of course, he wouldn't see him in his day. But we got King Jesus, Sister Carol, about that. Amen. Amen. We've got a King Jesus that took up Ahab's place. And he's telling us today, just like, uh, I mean, just like uh, Hezekiah, he took up Hezekiah's place and he's telling us, he says, I want you to do that which is right. Right. Which is right. He said, I took a covenant with my father that I've come to this earth. He said, and I do all that he asked me to do. Oh, I, he said, and I hung on the cross and I said, it's finished. He said, you brought me back to his glory. Hey. I have done what he sent me to do. Praise I did all that, which is right. When we do all that, which is right, church. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Lord. We do all that, which is right. We'll have the blessings and favor of God <coughs> right. in our lives. Amen. Amen. And God wants you and me through Christ. He wants us to be sin or be sick of sin. Sick of sin. Amen. We don't want no. We don't want no. No connections to sin. We're not sick of the sinner. Sick of sin. He wants us to reach the sinner. Just like God wants to reach you. He's sick of the sin today. That's going on in this world. Yes. Christ is. Amen. He's sick of the sin. Turning his stomach that's going on in this world today. But he loves the sinner. He wants their soul saved. He wants them come to him. Amen. Before time runs out. He's trying to give them as much time as possible. To come to him. To run to him. If they will. To run to him. Oh, but when Hezekiah. And the princes commanded the Levites to sing unto the Lord there in verse 30 with words of David. And said so they sang praises with gladness and bowed their heads and worshiped. There was a glorious time taking place. There was a glorious time that was happening. Hallelujah. Oh, you could have just visualized being in that time. And what was taking place. And you know what? I like to be in a clean environment. A good clean feeling. 
Boy, I'd like to be in a clean place. Don't you? Amen. It's hard to go somewhere and lay down and go to sleep if the place is nasty. Amen. I've heard people, they've been out on the road and stopped at some motels and they didn't do good housekeeping. And they said, we got in there and found a soil bed or sheets and we decided, you know, bad stains on the carpet. This is not the place. We need to move on. <laughs> Somebody's not doing proper house cleaning. Amen. God wants his people. He wants you and I to take care of proper house cleaning. Amen. He don't want any filthiness. Amen. He wants us to go through that treatment of the pumpkin. He wants to make sure that all the gook in us that needs to come out is going to come out. Amen. 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 So the, the pure the pure us is there. The real me, the real you that he wants us to be is there. And that's where we're hid behind him. Praise the Lord. That when souls look at us, they see Christ. And they won't see me. But they see him. I'm so glad. I'm so glad he loved me. I'm so glad that he loves me tonight. So glad that he loves you tonight. Oh, when Hezekiah began to set forth those singers, sing, he said, sing. <laughs> they begin to sing. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes when you come to the house of God, you can be just a little bit low. You know, a little bit down. But you start having a good song service. People begin to sing and rejoice in the Lord. The next thing you're following along with them and you're feeling a little better already. You know? Amen. You're feeling, Sister Monell, a little bit better. Praise the Lord. And when you came, praise God. And something about singing those praises unto the Lord. Hezekiah said, sing, you Levites. Amen. Sing that song of the Lord. Sing the song of David. Sing it to him, praise God. Oh, let him, let him hear those songs that David played on his heart and sang. Let's repeat some of those songs. Sing them to our Lord. To our God, praise him. He is sick of sin. I'm glad Hezekiah did a flip on his dad. <laughs> Amen. He showed us what the other side of the coin is like. Amen. He showed us what the other side, Brother George, of that coin was. Amen. Amen. There's two sides. His dad lived on one side, and he said, I'm living on the other side. I'm going to live on the right side, praise the Lord. I'm moving to the sunny side of living right for God. Praise the Lord. God began to bless him. He began to bless him. Of course, you know what? I'm not going to go into it, but you you go on right behind this and we find the word Hezekiah. See, the old devil, he'll push his way. He'll try to, try to prod us. He'll try to probe us, Brother Donald, with everything he can to hinder us from moving with God as he moves us. Being obedient to it. And of course, Hezekiah came down with sickness. But oh, that was something minor with God. <laughs> it was what? It was just for a liar, one of them little tests that he had to go through. 
It was one of them tests. He had to go through to see. He's going to stick with God. We're going to stay with Him. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to stay with Him. Every time we try to rise up and do the things God wants us to do, the devil will come along and he'll try to send his ends and try to push and probe and prod and try to get you discouraged or hopefully cause some sickness to begin to affect you. But when we turn to God, like Hezekiah, when he turned his face to the wall, what happened? Cried out to God. <laughs> Isaiah said, he said, set your house in order. You're preaching to die. This sickness set it in order. Walk down the king's courts. I don't know how far he got. Hezekiah turns face to the wall. And begin to cry out. All of a sudden, God said, Stop. I say, He said, Stop. He said, Go back. things that 